everyone and welcome back to Stalked. Um, I hope everybody is keeping safe and staying indoors as much as possible. Before I start this episode I just want to give a huge thank you to the NHS and in particular the RVI in Newcastle which is actually where my mum and my auntie are both nurses. Um, I did want to say something like this episode is dedicated to them but that's a bit weird considering what we're about to talk about for the next 40 minutes so instead I'm just going to use um, this episode to ask everybody to stay inside as much as you possibly can for the safety of all of our key workers at the moment. Okay so this week's episode is going to be a little bit different Um, Over the last few months I have tried to look at each type of stalker um, kind of in its own dedicated episode and as I've kind of looked back over what I've covered I've realised that I've really only kind of missed out sort of predatory stalkers and incompetent suitors and that's because generally these are the um, rarer types and definitely less easy to find cases on Um, and that's for a few reasons. So predatory stalkers tend to go under the radar until they really evolve and and kind of escalate and by that I mean um, they become very violent um, which unfortunately ends up being in terms of them becoming serial murderers or serial rapists or sometimes both. Uh, I know I did briefly cover that kind of theme and that kind of topic in the episode Night Stalkers but what I thought is I'm going to cover that next episode Um, and I just wanted to um, kind of give this brief explanation of why I might have missed that category out but I definitely haven't ever really covered incompetent suitors so this is going to be kind of kind of this episode. Um, so these are hard to explain for a few reasons. The main one being that they tend to stalk in very short bursts and they do tend to kind of flip from one victim to another which means reports of their stalking are less likely to be reported to authorities, like by victims going to the police and things, um, or to be covered by the press. And they're actually more likely to be discovered when they themselves go to therapy or prison for another crime or or something like murder, if they do become violent. Um, And it would become apparent then that they would have kind of this consistent uh, history of stalking or harassment complaints. Um, But typically... Um, they don't tend to stick with one victim for long periods of time like the rejected stalker or the resentful stalker might. They do tend to have multiple victims. And unlike the rejected uh, stalker or the resentful stalker, the incompetent suitor is motivated um, mainly by loneliness and lust or probably a combination of the two. Um, They tend to target a mix of acquaintances and strangers and again, unlike stalkers who are often aware of the victim's distress, but either they choose to ignore it or kind of twist it or they enjoy it like the predatory stalker, um, the incompetent suitor is often unaware of their victim's distress. And this is often due to them having poor social skills or sometimes they can be on the um, autism spectrum. Okay, so that's kind of like a, a um, overview of the psychology of an incompetent suitor. So I did originally start out trying to find some kind of reports of cases that I could cover, um, just to give you an idea of, you know, of, of what they're like. Um, but when I was when I was trying to research incompetent suitor cases, I did start to notice some patterns in the behaviours that are very similar um, to a group of people who call themselves incels. 
Um, and I thought it might be interesting if we looked at incels this week and the psychology behind them and how they relate to incompetent suitors and stalkers in general and then look at a few cases um, of what happens when incels escalate. And then as time goes on and I have more time to research and uh, more time to find things, I will try and dedicate just one episode to incompetent suitors. But as I say, cases tend not to be covered um, just because they are kind of, they stalk in, in such short bursts and victims are less likely to report it because it, it obviously ends quicker. Um, and yeah, so I don't know how how interesting that episode would be to you if I was just talking about um, potential behaviours without having anything to kind of give you as an example. Um, but we'll see how we'll see how we'll get on with that. Um, but for this episode, anyways, let's look at them in terms of incels because some of the behaviours really are quite um, quite similar. And I was I was shocked this had never really cropped up in anything that I've looked at before in terms of a relationship between incels and stalkers. So let's have a look at that instead. Before I get into anything though, I'm sure that some of you are actually saying what is an incel um, and although it is quite a well-known word on the internet, um, not everybody will know what it means. You might have heard of it and you'll have no idea what it means. I have a very kind of vague understanding of incels and I have known about them for a few years um, basically because uh, one of the other things that I research, obviously stalking is what I'm doing with PhD and so that is my main area, but when I have done work in other things, the kind of, I guess you would say my other research area of interest um, is mass shooters. Uh, and as you'll see later, incels and mass shooters have a little bit of a, a history, let's just say. Um, so what is an incel? Uh, I can't use a dictionary definition because I don't think it is in the dictionary yet but I did find a nice little explanation on uh, <laughs> good old Wikipedia. So they describe incels as involuntary celibates shortened to incel. So in cell, involuntary celibacy. It refers to a self-identifying group of members of an online subculture based around the inability to find a romantic or sexual partner despite desiring one, um, a state that they describe as in seldom or in celibacy. So essentially um, an incel is somebody who believes that they are involuntary celibacy um, because they can't find a partner. So it's, it's not a choice. Uh, so straight away whenever I read about incels I'm going to be honest, the feminist in me gets quite angry I'm not going to lie, um, but for the sake of fairness and research, I'm going to try my best just to remain neutral in this episode. So if you think that I'm explaining things and I'm that seem um, kind of ludicrous and I'm not seeming annoyed in my head, I am. I'm just trying to remain a nice, neutral um, podcaster. <laughs> okay, so incels have a huge online community, which has its own websites. It has forums. It has slang that everybody kind of uses um i've actually spent a few days researching incels and going on some incel websites and forums and i'll be honest with you if you do want to go and have a look um do so at your own risk because it is a very murky world and it's incredibly um misogynistic they typically have a lot of anger uh, and it's mainly directed at women in particular two types of women so incels have a kind of theory that 
um, women are split into two groups and men are split into two groups and women are split into groups that they refer to as Becky's and Stacey's and men are split into incels and chads. So the first group of women, um, women, sorry, is a Becky. Okay, so so that's I'm going to try and describe it in the best way possible without <laughs> without using the language that they use. So um, Becky is a girl who goes to school. I think that just must mean college, university. Um, she typically wears her hair in a bun. Um, she typically doesn't wear makeup because she thinks men like the natural look. She apparently only wears yoga pants, which I think are leggings, um, to get attention from men when she wants it. And she also secretly fancies Chad, despite acting like she doesn't. So we'll get into who Chad is in a moment. But this is kind of the description that incels believe 50% of women in the world fit into. And then on the other hand, the other 50%, um, we have Stacey's. Okay, so Stacey apparently has good makeup skills. Um, apparently she has long, blonde, majestic hair. Um, I don't know what majestic hair is, but it sounds nice. And I did think that it was kind of ironic that Beyonce said it was Becky that had the good hair, but there you go. And cells mustn't be Beyonce fans. Um, Stacey also has curves and apparently she always has a $2,000 Gucci bag and not only does she fancy Chad but she actually gets to sleep with him as well. Okay so if you actually managed to stay with me throughout that drivel thank you I know it was very odd to hear but that is part of the incel culture that's what they believe um, and so according to incels like I said the world is filled with Becky's, Stacey's, Chad's and then themselves. Um, so what is a Chad? A Chad is a good-looking man that gets lots of girls. He has a muscular jawline. Um, and I guess from what I can kind of work out in America, he would be called a jock. Um, I don't think we have kind of an England, uh, a UK equivalent. I, I was trying to think of it, but in definitely the school I went to, we didn't have kind of like jocks or anything like that. Um, but definitely correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, typically an American jock would be a chad. Um, that's kind of what I'm I'm gathering from what I can find. And as well as um, hating women, incels hate chads. There are actually guides. There's full scales. There's drawings of these descriptions of these people, which I have found online. So I'm I'm going to upload them in an Instagram post if you're curious and you want to see what a Becky, a Stacy, and a Chad looks like. Um, some of the scales have celebrities on so that you can see kind of famous people that they think are most Chad-like. Um, and the celebrity that incels seem to hate the most and compare to like the ultimate chad is John Cena, John Cena, John Cena I think. Um, so there you go, poor John Cena. But yeah, um, despite that very 2D and possibly quite sheltered view of the world, the one thing I get from these descriptions in terms of kind of a psychological profile um, is just a huge amount of insecurity and shame. Um, which in itself is a shame. Um, but, but the reason that I kind of was looking at these and thinking, you know, this is very similar to an incompetent suitor is because there's a lot of insecurity and shame within um, the kind of psychological makeup of incompetent suitors. 
As I mentioned earlier, the incompetent suitor struggles to see when a victim is in distress because they often have um, poor social skills and they target victims based on their own feelings, um, which are typically, like I mentioned, lust and loneliness. Um, and I see a lot of this replicated in the in kind of self-identifying incels. By creating these characters that the incels have for everyone else, particularly women, it's almost like they're dehumanising them. They're trying to make them into, um, like, character caricatures. Is that the word? Like, ca- the kind of cartoon characters of themselves. Um, and in a way, the incompetent suitor does the same. So they don't stalk the victim because of something particular about the victim. They stalk because of what they feel the victim represents. It's an answer, like the victim becomes the answer for the loneliness loneliness and lust. And it's for that reason that they tend to stalk in short bursts because it isn't really, I mean, no stalking really is to do with the victim, but with things like um, the resentful stalker and... Um, the rejected stalker there is a there is a personal relationship tip typically not all of the time but majority of the time they do know their victim and um, the predatory stalker even they will stalk the same person and they will pick them out and I feel like um, with the incompetent suitor um, it typically tends to be just that it's that person's at the wrong place at the wrong time and they're the only kind of um, stalker who stalk strangers just as much as they stalk acquaintances um and for that reason the the way that they kind of project they stalk that person because they put this kind of idealization idealization on the person that they are going to cure the the lust and the loneliness that they're feeling and I feel like that kind of can be seen in this incel behavior as well because when, when when you look at the incels and their behaviour, I think that they don't have this anger towards women and towards these men that they think of as chads because of them personally. I don't think it's anything personally. They've cra- categorised every man and woman in the world into four groups, so it can't be personally. I think it's essentially because of what they they think they represent, which isn't the answer for loneliness and lust, but in fact other people achieving it. And I do wonder, in terms of incels and incompetent suitors, how many of them um, switch between the two? How many incompetent suitors would be seen to um, have incel kind of... um, how many of the of them are in incel forums for example how many people if if some research was conducted how many people who identify as an incel have a history of stalking behaviors i think that would be quite interesting to see because i do see a huge crossover in terms of um behaviors and in terms of kind of a psychological profile but then on the other hand i'm saying that there's a lot of similarities there is one quite stark difference and that is violence so in episode one, I went through each stalker type and we went through what the kind of, you know, estimated risk of violence was in each group. And typically in incompetent suitors, it's a very low risk of violence. Um, Obviously, I say this every week, but it's important to know that every case is unique. So, you know, just because I'm saying it's a low risk doesn't mean that an incompetent suitor couldn't commit violence. Um, But typically on the whole, out of the five, um they are not commonly found to carry out violent threats. Incels, on the other hand, have committed a lot of acts of violence over the last 10 years. Um, So much that 
I think I have read recently that in America, law enforcement is actually considering classing incels as a terrorist group, which that kind of gives you an example of how much of a threat they are posing at the moment. Okay, so I've mentioned that there's um, some similarities between the two, but also some differences. So now let's actually look at what happens when incels um, escalate to violence. Uh, you might notice um, in some of these cases that there are some stalking and harassment elements as well. So I, I definitely think that there is a crossover. Um, but yeah, so instead of looking at kind of one big case, I thought that we would look at kind of the key cases over the last 10 years because... Um, you might not be aware of this, um, but in the last 10 years or so, um, kind of roughly, a large majority of mass shootings um, and kind of other mass killings, particularly in America, were committed by self-identifying incels. So we're going to look at a few key cases, um, what they did, uh, when they did it, and if they gave a motive, what the motive was. Okay, so let's start back in 2014 with perhaps one of the most well-known incel-motivated murderers, Elliot Rodger. So on May 23rd in Isla Vista, California, 22-year-old Elliot Rodger killed three people in his apartment building by stabbing. He then got into his car and drove around for around about three hours. He attempted to break in a sorority house and he failed, so instead he shot at women who were nearby and also men he passed while driving. In total, Roger killed six people and injured 14 before fatally shooting himself in his crashed car. After the killings, the police found numerous videos uploaded to YouTube by Roger, who had also emailed a manuscript of his motive to his family and his therapist. Roger's apparent motive was the anger he felt towards women for not wanting to sleep with him, his inability to get a girlfriend, and his rage towards men who could get women. Roger's identified as an incel. In Toronto, on the 23rd of April, 25-year-old Alex... Manassian, Manassian, sorry, hired a rental company van and then proceeded to drive it into a total of 26 people walking along the pavements. He was arrested just minutes later, attempting to take his own life, but was apprehended before he could do so. In total, 10 people died and, and 16 were critically injured. It is to date the worst massacre involving a vehicle in Canadian history. Alex Minassian gave his motive when he was interviewed by police as an incel rebellion. Police found his Facebook just minutes before his attack um, and Minassian had posted the following. The incel rebellion has already begun. We will overthrow all the chads and stacies. All hail the supreme gentleman, Elliot Roger. On May 18th, 2018, at a Santa Fe High School, in Santa Fe, Texas, 17-year-old Demetrius Pagotsis entered his school around 7.30am and began shooting. Although the shooting only lasted around 30 minutes, Pagotsis shot and killed 10 people, injuring another 13 before being apprehended by the police. According to several sources, after the killings, the motive appeared to be fueled by several factors, including incel motivations, a fascination with Nazi Germany, and a desire to replicate Columbine. 
One of the victim's parents said Pagutsis had been harassing her daughter, Shana, and was angry at her for not accepting his advances. This had been going on for months. One week before her murder, Shana stood up in front of her class, which Pagutsis was in, and told him to leave her alone and that she wasn't interested. When he opened fire just seven days later, she was the first person that he shot and killed. Just a few months later, on November 2nd, in Tallahassee, Florida, Scott Paul Burley entered a hot yoga studio at 5.40pm and opened fire. He shot four women, women, killing two, before a man who was also in the yoga studio attempted to stop him from shooting any other women, and although he was injured in the process, chased him out of the building where he was successfully arrested. When interviewed by police, Burley identified as an incel and an Elliot Rogers sympathiser. He also had a YouTube account to which he had posted various videos expressing his anger at women for not dating or sleeping with him. It turned out that just weeks before the attack, Burley was sacked from his teaching job from inappropriately touching a female student. He also had numerous other charges of sexual harassment. And finally, on the 17th of June last year, Brian Isaac Clyde opened fire in a courthouse in Dallas, Texas. Miraculously, he was shot and killed before he managed to hit anyone and nobody was injured. Upon investigation, Clyde's motives appeared to be starting an incel rebellion and he also had Nazi idealizations. Oh my gosh, sorry everyone. He had Nazi... um, yeah, I can't say that word. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, it, just the same as um, I think it was. Who was it? Uh, Demetrius uh, Pagotas. They both had kind of a fascination with Nazi Germany and Nazi culture. Yeah, but that's just kind of the few key cases that I wanted to go over, and they have basically happened within the last um, six years. And as you can see, it's frightening just how seriously the incel movement is becoming, and it seems to be motivated primarily towards this hatred towards women for not sleeping or dating with them, uh, dating them, sorry, and hatred towards men who are. Um, I mean, I don't want to say things like getting women but essentially that is the way that they are um viewing them men who are successful in sleeping with women and dating women um as i mentioned earlier i think it would be really interesting to see how many people who identify as incels um kind of uh relate to the incompetent suitor as there does seem to be um some overlap in personality and behavioral traits uh as you can see, I think there was maybe two or three of those um, of those uh, shooters or murderers, um, self-identifying incels, who had a history of harassment against women or a history of, um, you know, uh, making advances at women that weren't um, appreciated. Um, and definitely, I think in the let me go back and just check his name, sorry, um, I don't want to mispronounce it, Demetrius Pagutis, um, the mother of um, Shana who was murdered definitely felt like her kind of rejection of him in front of the class was part of what spurred him on to commit these murders um, and I think it would be very interesting to do some research into that to find out what is kind of going on in terms of a relationship between incels and um, stalking and harassment behaviours.
but uh, as far as I can tell when I'm kind of trying to find research for this episode, there isn't much in terms of research in incels. I, I really struggle to find any kind of information in terms of, um, you know, psychologists weighing in on, on what they think about incels. I couldn't find any kind of actual journals about incels. Um, there was quite a lot on kind of mentioning incels when researching mass shootings because researching mass shootings is quite a um, hot topic in the minute because there are so many of them and they just seem to be growing in numbers but I do think that research into incels um, would probably provide some information in terms of whether or not there is a relationship with stalking behaviours. Um, what I'll do is I'll just add this to the list of things that I'm going to provide updates on as and when it happens. Um, so I think there's about three things so far that I'm going to try and provide updates on. No updates as yet, obviously I haven't mentioned any of them, but let's wait and see. I would definitely hope that somebody is doing some research currently maybe into incels because this is something that seems to be um, accelerating. And I, like I mentioned, I was on some incel forums, just having a look, trying to find some information for this episode. And there are lots of people on them um, and they are talking constantly. So I think when I logged onto one particular forum, um, it was just like there were so many people online and the conversations that were going on were just, um, yeah, very, very misogynistic. <laughs> hard to read um definitely because I do a lot of like research into things like domestic violence it was quite hard to um stomach some of the things that they were saying so I do think that research in this area needs to happen and I will keep you all updated if I um hear of anything um yeah okay so in terms of um recommendations this week I only have one film but just quickly before I mention that, I wanted to tell you that there is a documentary called Inside the Secret World of Incels, if you want to um, learn more about this. Um, and it was aired and made by the BBC. So obviously people in the UK, you can get it on iPlayer for free. Um, American listeners, I don't know how the BBC iPlayer works in America. I don't know whether you can watch and download it. Um I know I've heard that there are a few kind of streaming apps that show UK um, TV and things from the BBC, but because it's kind of not like a drama and it's a documentary, I don't know whether you're going to be able to watch it. The only thing I can suggest is that if you, um, what is it called, that thing, you can download something that kind of blocks your IP address or your... Um, computer doesn't know which area you're in and I guess you could try and download iPlayer that way I'm sorry I'm really terrible at technology um unless it's on YouTube but it's it's called Inside the Secret World of Incels and it's available on iPlayer I will try and put a link up on Instagram or definitely the name and where to find it Okay, so for the movie recommendation this week I am afraid that I have already mentioned it in another episode um but in terms of a portrayal of an incompetent suitor, there is only one film that I can think of where it's a really good portrayal of that particular type of stalker because, as I mentioned, it's a rare type of stalker. And, I mean, nobody really knows about the five types of stalkers unless you're interested in stalkers or you research stalkers. So films definitely aren't making things kind of 
um, knowingly putting people into into these kind of types. Um, it just so happens that this this character that they've written um, fits into the incompetent suit really well. So that film is um, uh, the nineteen ninety two thriller Unlawful Entry, which stars Ray Liotta as a policeman who gets kind of obsessed and begins to stalk. Um, somebody's wife of a person that kind of it kind of goes to a house call i don't want to give too much information away in case you haven't seen it um it's a really really good film like i always say a lot of the behaviors are kind of exaggerated because it is a film and they want it to be entertaining but i would say if i had to pick a character out of everything that i've seen um that kind of fits best with an incompetent suitor and their behaviors um that would be it um as far as i know it is available to buy on Amazon Prime in the US and something called HBO Now. Unfortunately, I can't find it anywhere in the UK. So I guess that's kind of fair this week. People in the UK, you can go and watch the documentary on incels and people in the US, you can go and watch Unlawful Entry. Um, yeah, so that is all for this week's episode. I'm sorry it's a little bit shorter than normal. It is just because it's hard to find information on incompetent suitors like I've mentioned and um, believe it or not it's taken me ages to research just what I have here so it's it's just that there isn't a great deal of information at the, mo- at the moment on incels or incompetent suitors but I will try and keep you updated on all aspects and um, yeah next week we're going to be looking back at predatory stalkers in more detail so uh yeah i will see you all then and see you i'll talk to you all then and thank you for listening